Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Manor Park Podcast. This podcast covers rape and pedophilia cases, as well as highlight organizations that make it their mission in this world to fight for children. I appreciate you clicking on to my podcast and listening to these episodes. I also have survivor interviews that I share as well, which can be very graphic and heavy. But it's much needed to be heard in this day and age. Because, like a lot of people, I myself was not aware of how troubling and how deep this issue really was. Until I started hearing survivors and listening to the heinous and horrific things they went through. So thank you for clicking on this podcast and listening to these stories. While I know they're deep and disturbing, we need to know what goes on with the victims and survivors and what they went through. So that we can try to identify the problem. And then we can figure out how to solve the problem. My podcast is not for the light of heart. It's not for the faint-hearted at all. It's not for anybody with a weak stomach. These stories will change you mentally. They will make you question your faith. They will make you wonder, why is it that the systems that are in place do not protect children and do not give justice to survivors? And that's what I want it to do. I want it to make you think. I want it to make you go and be curious enough to do the research as well and to go out there and seek the answers and find the truth to all of this because somebody has to. I myself is just a man who was tired of seeing these babies being harmed and from there it grew and I found out so many different traumas that I never knew existed. So thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for clicking on this episode. Thank you for supporting me. It does mean a lot, and it's much appreciated. And I'm glad to know that since I've started this journey, there are so many individuals out there that care about protecting children and helping survivors like I do. With that, here's the latest episode. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. 
This is going to be episode 63, titled The Old Foul Dude, Part 2. So this is going to be the wrap-up to the interview that I did with Old Foul Dude, or the second part, however you want to call it. And we go further into the trauma world, into the world of survivors, to the world of protecting children. And a lot of y'all have come back and said you love the first part of the interview. So this is going to be the second part. I hope you enjoy it. But before we start this part of the interview, I want to ask y'all something or let y'all know some news and everything with the podcast. And it's going to take real quick, maybe 30, to 30 seconds to a minute of your life. So if you go and look at the podcast on Spotify, if you go and look at my description, you'll see if you click on it that they have an option now for listener support. And that doesn't mean that you have to pay in order to listen to the podcast, but if you want to help contribute to the podcast in any kind of way, you have the ability to do so. Now, I know they got three different prices on there. Uh, you can donate like a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month to the podcast. And what that's going to do is, is that's going to help get, bring in some money to where I can pay for marketing. I can also try to help pay for Sabrina as well. So that she can, you know, I can at least compensate her for her time and everything. Now, look, she ain't looking for all that and everything. But at the same time, that's just what I want to do for her. As well as being able to market this. Because, look, this is all, you know, it does take some money sometimes to to spread it out there and everything like that. With all of y'all putting on your social medias and everything as well and spreading the word out there about it, it does help. So if you don't mind, if you take this episode, go up to the share tab. You know, copy a link, put it on your socials and everything like that. Because you don't know who in your friends list or, or who on your social media is actually want to listen to podcasts. They might, you know, if you enjoyed it or if you, you know, if you really were interested in this podcast and any of these interviews, somebody else will be as well. So that helps out a lot, a lot more than y'all think. But anyway, yeah, so I have listener support on there. Um, just if you want to, you don't have to. Nobody has to give me any kind of money to help out at all they don't want to or if they can't so i'm just putting that out there letting y'all know um it could but it would greatly help me and i very much appreciate it because i'm on episode 63 right now and i'm still recording this 2009 chevy malibu yes i'm still recording in my car y'all and it's fine i don't mind because you know what people need to hear these stories they need to hear the real side of the trauma world for people that have never been through it people that don't know what it's like to people that don't know how heinous this world how heinous and dark and deep this world can really be and these episodes these interviews and everything like that is to wake people up to let them know that it's still going on to this day whether it's rape sexual assault pedophilia domestic violence it's still going on and it's our duty to try to help change that the only way we can help change it is if we know what's going on because once we know, we can figure out what the problem is, and then we can figure out how to fucking solve that problem. Point blank. I gotta say, though, that this interview with Old Foul Dude, I loved it. The, uh, the only really drawback I think I had to it is the audio is kind of fucked up as far as with the rain and everything. Y'all heard from the first part of the interview. I think it started kind of easing up on the second part. I, this is why I need a studio. <laughs> of some kind or some kind of space that's quiet and actually be in a building to record would be great but that doesn't matter you know what matters is that y'all listened to it that y'all liked it 
and that y'all are, you know, that y'all responding well to it. I don't think anybody likes to hear these horrible things, but I think it's good to hear from somebody that we've seen on TikTok like old foul dude. So without further ado, here's my, you know, here's the second part of that interview. I appreciate each and every single one of you and all the responses I got back from this podcast and everything like that from this interview and from the other ones as well. I hope y'all get to check out the rest of them. If you're just a brand new listener and you're just hearing it for the first time today, please go check out the rest of my interviews and please heed my trigger warnings. They are some heavy interviews in there. There are some better ones as well. Some ones that are more palpable or tolerate or more ability to tolerate more. Sorry, I'm a little tongue tied this morning. Uh, But for the most part it's to wake people up to how, how just deep these problems really are. So, here's part two, the old foul dude. Yeah, I mean, like this is, but the stories I've talked, that I've had on here are mild compared to the ones you've just talked about on this podcast already. And yeah. and, and, and the things you've talked about on here, they're, they're very mild compared to those. Um, I've had one that's, I can't re-listen to it. There's one interview I just cannot re-listen to again because it was just that bad, that traumatic. Yeah. What, so... You got mentored by Andrew Vax and everything. I know mm-hmm. kind of going back to that. Yeah. What made what made you stay on this stance of wanting to protect children? And besides being, you know, besides the children of the secret and everything like that. I got what's children. Kept you, yeah. I got grandchildren. I have friends that have children. I have nieces and nephews. You know how many kids I've adopted just trying to be the, be a role model for them. And I tell people, I'm not a good person. Don't judge me. I am not a good person. I'm a fucking monster. But I'm the monster you may need one time. I'm not a good guy. Okay? I don't claim to be. I'm a man on a... I'm a man... I'm a monster trying to be a better man every day. Through my choices, through my decisions, and through my actions. But don't ever think that I'm a nice guy. Uh, I'm not. But I'm going to, I will, I, this is the hill, this is my Alamo, I'll die here. Right? This right. is the land in the sand I've crossed over, I'm not leaving. If we don't save our children, we will not save our society. If we don't do something to help them, to defend them and protect them, there's nothing else can be done. Now, I've mentioned Andrew Vox. Uh, it's andrewvax.com v- Andrew, standard spelling V-A-C-H-S-S dot com go there, read his stuff there's another gentleman who picked up Andrew's mantle and he is his name is John Curley and I've worked with John several times uh, he's a private investigator out in New York City, he can tell you fucking horror stories uh, he's, a, he's an author uh, he's been a private investigator 35 years. I mean, and he's old school. He's like Spencer or Magnum PI. Or, you know, he's an old school private eye. Uh, yeah. He actually was paid to investigate the election, this last election. He was paid to investigate Trump and found him clear. He found all kinds. Of, we're not going into politics. But right. this dude is solid as they come. Uh, John Curley and Associates.com. Highly recommend you check his books out. Uh, he's got three or four, three that I know. It's fourth one's coming out. 
but he is another guy. And I, I can put you in contact with him to do an interview. He can tell you fucking horror stories uh, of shit that he's dealt with. Uh, very solid man. Mark McYoung's another solid man. Chiron training, Chiron training, C H I R O N training.com. He is a former jailer and correctional officer. He's probably one of the top reality based self defense instructors in the world. He can tell you horror stories. Uh, I have friends of mine that were children, became children of the secret at one and two years old. Okay. Because mom decided to bring someone home and they stayed. And put those children through hell. I've got a. I saw the autopsy on the three-year-old that was beaten to death, and it's it's everything I can do not to lose my shit every time the parents. I have to deal with the parents at jail. Yeah. You know, there were things done to that. I'm a bad guy, but there were things that done to that child that turned my stomach. Okay. You know, I. There's something I say a lot too. Sometimes it takes it takes bad men with good hearts, yeah, to fight does. evil people with sick minds, yeah. And the, and the reason is, is good. There's a there's a line out of. Do you know who Doctor Who is? Are you familiar with the Doctor Who series? You talking about the uh, the British the BBC yeah. Uh, TV show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a line there where a woman tells the doctor about all these rules, and he looks her back in the face. And he says, her straight up, good men don't need rules. Today is the day to find out why I have so many. And that's me. That's my life. I have a lot of rules because I know what I'm capable of. I have my code. I live by it. I die by it. I believe in it 100%. It's as simple as that. I'm, I, I'm not a badass, man. Please do never take the fact that I'm not saying I'm no bad mother. I'm not an MMA fighter. Those are some of the toughest sons of bitches in the world. They really are. The respect from a pro boxer or a, a Golden Gloves boxer, tough some bitch. Guys that study the martial arts in, in a real gym, not a McDojo, in a real dojo, uh, I got nothing but respect for them. Nothing but respect for them. The difference is I'm a mean bitch and I know it. I ain't I mean. There's a big difference. I yeah, you could be hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I I remember there there was an interview. You you I, I, it, you you remind me of this story, bro. When you say you cheat from the start, uh, tell them about the story about the guy that that uh kind of squirreled up on you a little bit and everything. He was like an MMA fighter, and he, he oh. said he, he got drunk. He got drunk, and he said he could take you out. T- tell yeah. tell Sabrina about that story. Uh, this mother, I'm six four, and at the time I was about two ninety, right? right? I'm a little smaller than. Uh, this motherfucker made me look like a bitchy. He was fucking huge. He was one more shot away from a nuclear meltdown. He'd done some aeroids. I mean, this fucker, no neck, you know, full face, fucking forehead had grown. He'd done so much growth. His jawline was expanding. Looked like a fucking ape. He comes in, introduces himself. I talked to him for 15, 20 minutes, right? He's telling me all this stuff about he, he's won this shot, going to – and it, it, this was at the beginning of uh, UFC, but it was one of the offshoots. is one of the smaller brands. And I told him, man, I am so proud of you. That's awesome, yada, yada, yada. He goes in. He starts drinking. He comes back a couple of hours later. 
and I can tell he's lit. And he's got that look, and I call it the volunteer look. And if you've ever been a bouncer or a cop, you'll understand the volunteer. You know this motherfucker's looking for trouble. Well, he, he comes up to me, and we talk a few minutes. I'm kind of watching everything. He said, I can take you. I said, motherfucker, you beat me to death in a ring. I am not an MMA fighter. He said, he starts huffing up, you know, puffing up, getting them shoulders, moving that head back and forth, getting getting ready. He said, no, man, I could beat your ass right now. You couldn't stop me. Said, okay. So I reached out there and shoved my finger about to that second knuckle in his eye and hooked him. He fell to the ground screaming. I said, motherfucker, somebody not ring a bell? You know, he's laying there fucking blood pouring out of his eye. I'm like, oh, you don't want to mess with me. I carry brass knuckles for a reason, too. I will spray you with pepper spray and beat you with a hammer. I'm not, I'm not here to prove I'm tough. I'm here to get paid. There's a difference. When I say I cheat from the start, I don't have to work myself up into a fucking frenzy. I don't have to be scared. I don't have to be afraid or anything like that. I'm going to do what it takes to get you fucking out. I can walk. I walked into the fucking cell with 16 motherfuckers throwing shit and raising hell with a set of keys and told them, which one of you motherfuckers wants to die tonight? Want to. I'm fucking 54, fixed to be 55, or 53, fixed to be 54 years old. I got a bad heart. Bad knees, bad hip, bad shoulder, fucked up neck. My heart's shot. I drank myself into fucking several heart attacks. I'm sober now, but, you know, my liver's makes no sense. I called the doctor a liar. He said, everything shows good. I said, my liver? He said, your liver enzymes are perfect. I said, you lying son of a bitch. There's no you way. Ain't got no, <laughs> you ain't got no cirrhosis or anything? Like no. no damage at all? No, zero damage. None. No kidney damage, no. no liver damage, no. Fuck my heart, though. Oh, you betraying son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, my family was that way. All of them hardcore drinkers. None of them ever had cirrhosis. Never ever had kidney problems. It's always been the heart. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 the reason is I'm, I'm, I accepted my death in not, uh, when I turned 40. Because that's when I had a heart attack and it kicked me out of strongman. Uh, yeah. And then from that point on, it's just been a series of heart attacks and surgeries. My next one, I get to go to the, the crack chest club. I'm looking so forward to that. Kind of like circumcision with a fucking cheese grater. Uh, Jesus, yeah. But yeah, no, man. It's it's If we don't step up as a people and say kids are off limits, these crimes are no longer going to be accepted we can expect things to progressively get worse. It's yeah. as simple as that. There is no other way to look at it. If we do not step up and come together as children of the secret, and that can be anybody, and say this stops, it's just going to progressively get worse. Now, I appreciate all that you're doing. I appreciate everything that Sabrina's doing. And the more we can get people out there to understand that the monsters are real. Here's something crazy. I, I and all the shit I've gone through, I love monster movies. I don't watch torture porn. I like monster movies, right? Like werewolves yeah. and vampires and, and Frankenstein mm. and, you know, Godzilla, King Kong. I'll sit there and just watch that over and over again. Why? Because I learned from Scooby-Doo a long time ago. The real monsters are just people wearing masks. 
And that's the truth. You know, you see these motherfuckers watching movies like Saw, uh, uh, Hostel, and all these movies where people are tortured and murdered. That's just pornography under a different name. People sit there and jerk off to it, diddle their clit. You know, that's the truth. Pain gets people off. We used to have a term when I was bouncing, we called them blood whores. And what that is is a fire starter. She wanted her husband or boyfriend or whatever to fight for her. We had one get so bad that I had to I had to go tell him. I said, next time you start a fight in my bar, I'm going to put two in you, fucking brain. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. every weekend you coming in and getting into a fight with me because this bitch is intensely riling you up, making you jealous because she gets off on blood. That's, that's mm. just, there's a lot of women out there like that. They get off on their man defending her, fighting, two men fighting over me. Your old man walked over and hit this son of a bitch with a pool cue and while he was on the ground, curb stomped him. That ain't much of a fucking fight there, Funkin. Yeah, and I've dealt with a lot of women that way. Um, and I'm not I'm not anti-women. I love women. I love, I've got daughters of, other daughters of choice that if they called me and said, oh, I need your help, I'm going to be there. But I'm yeah. goddamn sure I'm going to put up with bullshit on them. Not mine, not anybody else's. You know. Yeah, I think I, I think it's good that you that you distinguish that and everything too, because I, you know, um, what was I going to say? You know, these these stories you really you really don't hear a lot of people talking about. You know, with with the other side of it as well. And I'm glad yeah. that you're sharing that and everything like that because it's you know like, you know to me on my on this podcast any you know all perspectives are welcome as far you know especially when they're true ones and everything like that. And, you know, I mean, you got to see the worst of the worst of humans being a bouncer and, and the other things that you've done in life. Oh, you and, know what, bud? That, that's, I have spent over 30 years dealing with people after absolutely. And it has taken a toll on me mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things that I've dealt with have left me numb. I just can't get excited over it. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I had one girl they brought in. She was so fucking high. And, and, and this is what she said. I've been raped. Okay. So we take that case. You know, you come in those fucking Sally Port and you tell us that we're going to do everything we can to get you to a doctor and get you checked out and do this. And she said this guy's name had held her hostage and been raping her repeatedly for the last three months. Really? Yeah. He's been That's in our fair. jail for a year. Yeah. She was going to say anything she could. Now, this is a so-called rape victim. We're waiting for EMS to show up uh, and the detectives to show up. There's a lot of things that have to happen. And it's, it's a process, right? And people are trying to get there. Okay, This was on a Saturday afternoon. People are out of town. People are on call. You know, shit's got to happen. She lays down in, in a holding cell, and we leave her in her clothes because she's saying that she's been raped, so there's a potential. Well, she's sitting there diddling her clit in front of God and everybody. Now, you ain't going to tell me a rape victim was sitting there diddling her clit, clicking that motherfucker like a mouse as she's playing fucking Defender, you know. She's got yeah, her kind of bridges going to it. And then she's blaming the guy that's been in our custody for over a year for holding her hostage. 
And you see, it's stories like that. It's, it's stories like that that ruin it for other rape victims, actual true rape victims, and everything. You are you are one hundred percent correct. Now, I have had girls come in that have been raped, and we had one. Uh, my second year in the jail, uh, she came in on drug charges, but come to find out. Well, she was so high, she thought the the full moon was a, a balloon coming to eat the flag at the at the courthouse. So she stole the flags to save it from the balloon that was going to eat it. Yeah, she'd been wow. gone nine days. She's out of her goddamn mind. Leslie, she's nuts. We know she's nuts. But come when we start backtracking and doing the research into it, figuring out why she's crazy, because that's part of our job is to get you help, right? We're trying right. to get you medication. I take her to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, I've been dealing with her since she was 14. What happened to her when she's 14? She was held hostage and repeatedly raped for weeks. And you wonder why she's using drugs. See, everybody says that, that uh, uh, people are using drugs to escape. They're trying to escape the hell that's in the head. Because the majority of people I know, especially women, who are on hardcore drugs, meth, heroin, cocaine, have a trauma in their past, and a lot of young men do too, that you're trying to hide from. And our goddamn mental health system's a fucking joke. Yeah. And the fucking cost of medication is outrageous. It's 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 fucking insane. I got one boy on a medication that's thirty five hundred dollars every six weeks. He's schizophrenic, bipolar, severely schizophrenic. You know, his visions are real in his head. And he can't hold a job. And he gets in trouble and comes to jail and they kick him off his Medicaid. So when he gets out, he has to start all over the whole goddamn process, all over the Medicaid, Social Security to get. Well, he's usually so goddamn fucked up, he just goes out and it's cheaper to buy meth. Yeah, I've had I've had a situation where I've had to deal with somebody that would medicate with meth and everything like that. He went around threatening to kill women and kids in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, it it was it was gonna get bad. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, I, it, thankfully, I didn't have to go the route that I thought I was gonna have to go with them. Yeah, but uh, and, yeah, and I, and and then getting into this podcast and then talking to people and everything, I, I do wonder about them from time to time. Like, what did he go through in order to get to that point? A lot because, of people, a lot of mental health issues stem back to 1980 when the they said that they could no longer hold people against their will. They just turned them out. There's where our homeless population just quadrupled overnight because they just turned them out. They gave them medication enough to last them a month and just turned them out. These are people that are non-functioning. They can't function in society, so they go to the homeless camps. Then they can't afford their drugs, so they start to self-medicate. State of Texas, prime example. We have one state hospital for the mentally ill. One. And you go there for restoration. It's in Vernon, Texas. I have people on the list for repeated for many years waiting to get in there because the list is that long. Yeah. Until unless and here's something else. Until we as a nation come together and put mental health and protecting of, of children. A lot of our mental health issues come from what was done to people as children. Mm, yeah. 
This is true. <clears throat> I want to tell it. you, well, I want I want to tell you another perspective too. And Sabrina has been a survivor of all this too, and everything. And I've had a lot of a lot of people I've interviewed and everything. Like Sabrina, maybe you could tell them better than I can too. Like, because it's it's it's, it's after hearing a lot of these troubled teen industry stories. You know, people being held against their will, and you know, not being held against their will. They got kids who are just being in these in these institutions, being held against their will. Yeah, have no voice and everything like that. Yeah, and it's like it went from the adults who suffer from truly, you know, severe mental illnesses and everything like that. It's like there was a switch. <laughs> and this, but I mean, the troubled teen industry has been going on for decades. I mean, oh yeah, and it, 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 it. I mean, she was in a place that happened right there in Texas, man, with the with the uh, with the IFB people. I mean, they they the yeah, independent roll off the roll off farms in Corpus Christi, Texas. Yep. Um, the state uh, tried shutting them down, did several raids, FBI came in, it was separation of church and state, and these places still keep operating because of separation of church and state, but they're predators just abusing children in the name of Jesus is what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, well, what, uh, let's put it this way. What do all predators have in common? Camouflage. Yeah. All predators are camouflage. All cam- predators are designed to blend in. You can, it's like the Catholic Church. I know a lot of good priests out there busting their ass every day to serve their parish, right? That detest child molesters. And if you gave them the choice, they would put a nail gun to these motherfuckers' heads and pull the trigger and then ask forgiveness. I know these men. But you've always got those motherfuckers that slip between the cracks because they're camouflaged and they know how to hide. It's as simple as that. Anything. Predators look for where the Boy Scouts of America. I love being oh, a yeah. guy. I love being a Boy Scout. Nobody ever taunted me, touched me, did anything inappropriate with me. Nobody that I know was done that way. Personally, no. But yeah. when you have children there, the prey, you're going to have pedophiles. They're going to go where the, their prey is. The predator will yeah. always go. Where there, the I've always said where there are children, there are predators. Always. I was, to, I was about to say that's what you always say, Sabrina. Always. Because that's, that's so true. They're in every group. Every group. Well, look at what happened to the sci-fi community with Marion Zimmerman Bradley, you know, and the SCA. And what they were doing was using the SCA and their connections with the sci-fi community to bring underage girls in so her husband could fuck them. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. What is that? What is that shit? I don't even know about that. I'll have to send you links. Yeah. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole a other rabbit hole. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And this went on for decades. And when you said that, the the, the I'll, I'll tell you this way: go back and look into the 17 and 1800s Europe and Britain, and see what was being done to children. It's nothing new, and it's all the same. Oh, I know. Um, when they were taking the children out of the whole ICWA, yep. started, started there. They were taking the Native American children out of their homes and putting them into uh, boarding schools and indoctrinating them and beating them and killing them and murdering them and raping them. And oh, it, I'm, I'm talking even oh, before yeah. that. Even, oh, that. yeah, it's been going on even before that. Just if like you, adoption. If, Oh, don't even oh, get yeah. start on that rabbit hole. It's the whole business of selling babies. <laughs> oh, oh, it is. Oh, What's oh, the average look. cost of adopting a child? Oh, it varies now. You know, you, oh, well, oh here, it varies. Here, oh, yeah, because here, here's the fucked up part about adoption that I learned about, too. A white, male, blue-eyed, 
blonde haired child goes yeah. for thirty grand. A black uh, female uh, child that's brown uh, brown eyes uh, goes for seventeen grand. Like what the fuck? It's not even. E- I was like, told that, I, that, uh, that, I was bought for ten grand with a check. She used checks. Yeah, was able to write a check back then. I uh, <laughs> the best estimate. Now, I'm talking about normal human beings. I'm not talking about predators. I'm not talking about the sex trade. What I'm speaking of is a. Do you know what that? This is. This is. You can look this statistic up. Sixty-five thousand dollars to adopt a child if you go the correct way. So you go the legal correct way. People trying to adopt children. What's the average cost of an abortion? Four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Yeah. Something's wrong here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know girls that have had abortions because they couldn't bear the thought of their child going into an adoption agency. And I'm not, I'm not judging these girls, okay? I understand yeah. there's a need for abortion. Using it as a birth control, that's a little fucked up. Let's just be honest. You know, but there is a need. There's a reason we should have abortion. It's, it's an evil, but you know what? I know a lot more evil things. Yeah. But well, the average $5,000 to adopt a child. Okay, you just taken good people with good, loving homes, and you've taken them completely out of the equation. What you've opened it up to is a goddamn multimillionaire predator, who sixty five thousand dollars is nothing to. Hell, I mean, I, you go on TikTok and everything. You go see adoptee talk. A lot of a lot of these people that were adopted weren't adopted into you know rich you know no. like families and shit either. They yeah. and, and then, and then they, they were. Sh- they were fucked over so badly. I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard of stories of people aging out and then getting dropped into the streets and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like they, they turn 18 and they just let them loose. I mean, hell, there was a story recently on TikTok where this this uh, uh, this autistic girl, uh, she turned 18. Her parents drove from her, her her preacher parents, adopted parents who raised this girl from the age of four, mm-hmm. drove all the way to Atlanta and dropped her out in the streets out there uh-huh. and just left her. Yeah, like. Oh, yeah. like uh, uh, her, her They're rehoming too. children on Facebook. Facebook yeah. oh, marketplace yeah. in different states is fucking disgusting. And then when I tell people this, they're like, nah, you're yeah. lying. No, you're so desensitized. I'm t- literally telling you this. Why the fuck would I waste my breath? Yeah, I've got other things to talk about. <laughs> uh, well, and, and, well, look at the look at the what the Mormon church has done. Look what fuck don't even get me started on the Jehovah Witnesses. Uh-huh. Baptists, they've been skating yeah. underneath the radar for fucking Whoa. decades. I, I've yeah. got three friends that were raped repeatedly and, and uh, look at the Church of Scientology. What's Danny Masterson? Do you know who he is? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. That's Hyde okay. from uh, that 70s show, yeah. Yeah, he, he has been convicted of two of the three rapes that he was accused of, right? Just recently. He's been out on a $3.3 million bond. He's part of the Church of Scientology. The three girls that he raped that have come forward were part of the Church of Scientology, mm. who knew, knew, because the girls reported it to the whatever the fucking head fucking alien fucker is. Uh, uh, David, David Miscarriage. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever his name is. Yeah. But, uh, they're, they're, the church that they had, the, 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 the temple that they had, whatever you call it, they yeah. reported it and they said, we'll need to keep this quiet and we'll deal with it in-house. Mm. Like most churches do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, 
I went to I went to ministry school for two and a half years, and the reason I got kicked out is because we they wanted this was a it still wasn't a huge church. It had been there for a long time. People had donated property to it. It, it had grown. It was doing a lot of good. They put a lot of people. They they fed the homeless. They had housing for homeless. They put people up. They took care of people. They did what was right. But new preacher comes in and he wants to build a new he wants to build a new sanctuary. Now this sanctuary was old. It was built in the nineteen forties, I believe. But it was really well kept up. People banded together, took care of it right. And yeah. he wanted. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. We got motherfuckers in this church that can't pay. Their electric bill. We got kids without coats. We yep. got kids without shoes. And you're wanting to build this. And he told me he didn't like my attitude. I said, well, let's take it outside, motherfucker. And he was dumb enough to do it. I'm still a bouncer. I'll always be a bouncer. I cheese grated this motherfucker on the ground. Then I couldn't say I couldn't be a preacher. But that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's the system. The whole goddamn system is based upon y'all, Jeffrey Epstein. How many convictions you seen there? Exactly. Right. Oh, I mean, they, they, they have groups on. They have groups I've met there that are just like, where the fucking name? You know, like, oh, like we want yeah. the name dot com. I mean, that thing has been growing as well. They like, why the fuck haven't they been charged? And I remember yeah. me and you talking about that yeah. and everything. So, and, and and I'm glad you gave me that perspective. I, I want you. you I want you to reiterate it, that. If you look at it from a legal perspective, the reason that they're not releasing the names is they're gathering evidence for a. a Closed case, a shut case, right? They're putting yeah. everything. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't motherfuckers that will not pay. Justice is a whore and can be bought. But they they are gathering information. This is I've talked to three investigators about this that deal with sex crimes, and they've all told me the same thing. These are not connected in any way, okay, to each other, and they've all said the same thing. If it was their case. They're not going to say a goddamn word about who it is until they have enough information to put this motherfucker behind bars for life. The slain Maxwell, there was enough evidence right up front to put her ass away. And trust me, that bitch is going to flip. That's why she's still alive. Epstein yeah. was murdered. He wouldn't commit suicide. He was murdered. Yeah. I've, I've seen the autopsy. John yeah. Curley actually got me the autopsy and let me read it through one of his connections in New York. And trust me, this motherfucker was beat to a pulp and then hung. He did not hang himself. There's a difference. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, what, when the cameras the, go out in the same area at the same time, how does that happen? Yeah, those prison guards. Uh, didn't they have? Didn't they show like something about how they got wire transfers like over a hundred grand or some shit? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I thought I heard of something about that. Yep, you're right. Mm. But they ain't been brought up on charges. Yeah. They've lost their job. They've lost their pension. But no, wow. they are building a case. And everybody keeps saying, release the names. Understand that they are building cases against certain people. And they're going to use certain people to flip on other people. This is like the drug trade. They're going to use people to flip. Because they're trying to get the big players. They're trying to, and I'm guaranteeing you, Bill Clinton's name is at the top of the list. He's been known to be a sex predator his entire goddamn life since he was in high school. There were so Michael, yeah, Michael Lewinsky was just the tip of the iceberg, man. Yeah. Oh, we're just, yeah. We're just looking at, you have to look at it from the legal 
standpoint of an investigator. I am looking for evidence. And if I can find this evidence on this individual, this individual can give me the evidence on this individual, and these two individuals can give me the evidence on this individual. They're working their way up the ladder, right? You yeah. can, you, you can I, I've, I've seen people say there's a Trump Epstein mm-hmm. uh, connection. connection, right? But the you see that in documentaries, back, yeah, you see them in documentaries. But if you go back and do the research, fucking Trump kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago and banned Epstein from any of his properties worldwide. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. Nobody talks about a lot of that stuff that was being brought up about Epstein and about the slain Maxwell was being brought up under the Trump administration. And I'm not being political here. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And it all got shut down under the Biden administration. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff people are not You've got to look at the big picture and then break it down into segments to see the whole thing. You know, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. That uh, Look, a lot of times when I'm at work, I'm working a 12-hour shift, and there are days that a jack shit goes on other than standard checks, feeding, medication, maybe booking a couple, three people in. Right? I don't book people in because I don't like that. I don't like that part of the problem. I did everything else. Uh, but I can sit in a doctor's office for four hours with one with one inmate, or three hours, or sit in a fucking ER for nine hours. Well, I got a lot of time to get in there and start digging, you know. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I'll I'll key off on something. Plus the connections I've made over the years, I have a most of my friends are either bad guys or cops. You know, I don't really yeah. have anybody that's that's not one side or the other. You know, I used to get yeah. asked, what do you do for a living? I teach bikers to fight. I was joking, but, you know, that's kind of what I did. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was a uh, – there's a lot more information. And I'm not talking about the conspiracy shit. I'm talking about stuff that can be found on the Internet if you don't trust Google. Google hides shit. You have to go on to Sling and these other websites, these other search engines, and look at – if you got six things from six different locations – you look at all six of them and see what fits, see what goes together. Yeah. And it's like, well, why, why do these people's stories not match? Well, because no witness statement matches. If you see five motherfuckers with the same exact statement to a T, mm-hmm. they've been coached. Yep. That, yeah. That's, that, that's just a simple truth. And any you know, that- investigator knows that if you, if you see and it's all packed, this is this is just the truth. People have spoken to these people, and this is what's happened. I re- I remember being at a um, at a graduation for my uh, for one of my wife's nieces and everything like that, and it's a high school graduation. After the after the graduation happened, uh, we we're outside, and everybody's going to find their senior and everything like that, and you know, take pictures, all you know, the whole family deal and set up and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, next thing you know, fucking shootout breaks out. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, mm. fucking gunshots popping off and everything. And you know, my, my wife, she freaks out and everything like that. And I'm like, me, I, I so I, so I carry with me wherever the fuck I go. I was ready to pull out my fucking pistol and everything like that. And I realized, oh shit, if I pull out my pistol in the middle, of, the middle of a gunfight going off and everything like that, people mm-hmm. are gonna think I'm the one doing the shit too. Exactly. That, and, and that, and I, but like <clears> my, <throat> my main instinct was like, all right, you know, because my my in laws were there, my wife was there. You know, uh, other family was there. I was like, my first instinct was like, all right, protect them. And then I was like, well, shit, let me get, you know, let me get Ainsley at the hell out of here. 
because she was like, well, because she wanted to run in a direction toward the fucking gunfire because her, her parents were parked on the opposite side of that gunfight and they were going in that direction. And she was like, well, let me go make sure mom and daddy's safe. I'm like, no, 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 let's go get you safe first. And then we'll, within, you know, if I need to, I'll go, I'll go fucking look for him for you. Yeah. Let's get you in, let's get you in the car. Let's get you where, you know, where, where, where you got something to protect yourself with. And I'll go fucking look if I need to. And thankfully yeah. they, they were on the other side of all that and they were already at their car and everything. And, and it was pandemonium, right? Everybody was trying to run the fuck out of there. Um, I, I think somebody's grandma got trampled. Uh, just, it, 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 you know, somebody, somebody's aunt got shot. Uh, an, another older lady got shot and everything as well. These two dickheads. What happened was that it was two rivals of a gang. Uh, to our, or, yeah, these two rival gang members and everything like that. They had, they had a mutual friend that was, that was graduating. And then when they go out there to go see him and shit, they both bump into each other. Well, then they, yeah. they, they pop off the mouth at each other and they decide to go pop fucking guns, you know, bullets at each other and everything yeah. left and right. And because like what happens is that you, you like you hear all these party poppers going off, right? It's like pop, 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 pop. And then next thing you know, you hear pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, first thought in my head was like, man, some jackass is going off shooting a fucking gun in the air here. I cannot believe this fucking podonk ass fucking town I grew up in. Yeah. And what, what and then you then you hear the return fire. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's a fucking shootout. I, I been shot at i haven't been shot but i because i know what a gunfight fucking sounds like and everything like that and i'm like where you know and i i can hear where it was coming from to a to a degree and then i see everybody running from that direction that i heard it coming from and it was just all in a moment type shit mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i tell all this to say this though i had my story on this and then there's like 40 other fucking people that had their story different fucking stories right exactly like mm-hmm. nobody nobody's going to tell the story the same fucking way and that what is it, you, what is you make trained, perfect sense. What does a trained investigator do? They they take the pieces from everybody's fucking exactly. story and try to piece it all together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They try to see yeah. a consistency in the story, not not that Patterns. not that all the stories match up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One of the best classes I ever took in my life was when I lived in Amarillo, and it was the Panhandle Search and Rescue, and they taught a tracking class. What they are doing is a bunch of volunteers and their dogs who go out looking for people who have been lost in the Paladura Canyon system, which is a second largest canyon system in the United States. It's right under uh, Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. It's the second. Yeah. It's huge. People don't realize how big it is until you get out in it. Well, you go out there. And you know, my first thing with them was looking for a cowboy on the uh, J.A. Ranch that lost and got kicked off his horse, knocked off his horse and hit his head. Well, this, I can't think, this is 14,000 square acres on this one property. And nobody knows where he's at. And it took four days to find him. They found him. Uh, his leg was broke, and he had crawled to a water uh, a spring. But I took this tracking class, and I learned that everything affects everything else. And if you're following the track, you look at the indentation. You look at the track itself, but then you look around you and see what's been disturbed. So there you've got the same thing. And the investigator, he's looking at this one track, but he's looking at everything else that coincides with this one track. And if you could look at the ripples going out from that track, you start seeing a bigger picture of things. You start seeing the whole. And never trust statistics unless you know the exactness of the statistics. Prime example, how many shoot? Great Britain has uh, very strict gun laws, don't they? 
Yes. Okay. How? But they and they have a low case, a low count of shootings, do don't they? Till you yeah. look at how they report it, because uh, Scotland Yard only <coughs> puts solved cases in their statistic reports. Mm. The, U, the United States, everybody puts the statistics whether it's it's solved or not into the equation. Those are two separate things. Canada is the same way, the same as Scotland Yard. They only report solved cases. I mean, let's look at how many how many Native girls have disappeared in, in, in the past yes. 30 years. Let's yes. look at how many Native children have disappeared. Okay, look at David Pilates with his reports on the missing 411. And if you haven't crawled down that rabbit hole, that'll take you into a dark place. Okay, highly yeah. recommend David Pilates, the 411. The, the Can Am a Missing Project uh, on YouTube. Uh, I listened to it on the road. It will started out one thing, and it led to the what the fuck. The United States uh, Forestry Service, Department of Agriculture, and Bureau of Land Management do not keep records of missing people on their property. There's three movies out. You can watch two of them on Amazon: Missing 411, Missing 411, The Hunted, The Hunters. I'll highly recommend both of those. It'll make you think. It never says what's doing. It just, it'll make you think. Yeah. And we're talking about women, kids, and adults, uh, men. We're talking about elderly. We're talking about disabled. There's a very narrow spectrum that these things have to fall into to be considered one of their cases. It's fucking horrifying. Well, guys, I got to go. I got to be up here at 4 o'clock. Yeah. All righty. Real quick, though, before we get off here and everything. Yeah. how did you get your start on TikTok and uh and, and everything? So we can kind of end this on a, on a lighter note and everything. I was wanting to tell jokes and stories and try to lighten people's day. That's all I was trying to do. And I posted one video because I was working out and felt that my son needed to hear it and some of my adopted sons needed to hear it. And I didn't know another way to talk to them. And so I posted a video called I'm Proud of You, Son. And yeah. It got four million views. And then uh, Hey Baby Girl, I think it got over a million views. Uh, and, <clears throat> excuse me, I would just out there and tell stories and jokes. I never intended it to become what it became. Never had a clue. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much, if it ain't Facebook or porn, I can't find it on the internet. Well, YouTube. <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know how, to, I can know how to search and research and study stuff. I don't know how to do stuff. Yeah. I, can't, I can't create an app. I can't do this stuff. I'm having to ask people how to do this stuff. What I am planning on doing is starting a Patreon page and giving more in-depth, because uh, this is what it's kind of become. I'm the stand-in father for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm getting over 200 messages a day and try to answer as many as I can. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I've seen your, I, I know I've seen your videos and everything like that as well, and I remember duetting one of them, and I was like, I remember kind of almost like I was starting to idolize you a lot. And I remember you kind of taking me back down a notch or two. Um, yeah, don't put me on a fucking, don't put me up on a pedestal. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to fuck shit up before it's all said and done. <laughs> well, I, I think the, I think the biggest thing that I, you know, the, the biggest respect and adoration I have for you though, is your stance on protecting children. I mean, I have a lot of love and respect for anybody that takes a strong stance against pedophiles and, and feels yes. the same way I do about them, which is to, 
you know, line them up against the wall, shoot them, murder them, you know, kill them, uh, torture them, and everything, any and everything, anything that 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 can make them feel the same pain that their victims feel. Because they're never going to stop. They're never no. going to stop. You no. cannot reform a pedophile. And if no, you think you, you can, you're an idiot. I, and, yeah. and here's here's my stance on that. I'm a firm believer that if you are convicted of a sex crime against a child, unless the state takes it over and it makes it a capital offense because of the cost, and trust me, capital murder cases are roughly Expensive. about $3 million a piece, and they can go as far as four to five years, okay? Yeah. And the state, the county cannot pay for that. The, the district cannot pay for that. They have to go to a state level. My opinion is if they're going to be a pedophile, you put them in a prison for life, and I know the perfect location. You ever been down to South Texas or around El Paso where yeah, there's I have. nothing you build yes. a fucking fortress in there. You give them enough water to grow their own food. You give them enough cattle to raise it. And then let's just lock the door. You drop them in. You helicopter them in, drop them off, and you leave them. And you it's similar them. to my drop them all off on an island and let them just well, take yeah. each other out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's been several movies made by that one. Ray uh, Liotta made a great one back in the 90s, if you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. I know it, but I don't know the title. But I, know I know the one you're fucking talking. Yeah, great movie. Uh, yeah, but what I'm doing with my Patreon account is we're I'm going to offer more in depth than the three minute videos or ten minute videos. We're 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 working on a, uh, doing some interviews with guys just like me who will step up and say, "Look, I know you made mistakes. I know you have failed, but that doesn't mean you have to stop." That means today is the day you make a choice to be the better man, not the yes. lesser male. That is my, that is, if you'll see every video, you've got to invest in yourself to be the better man. And how do you do that? Discipline, determination, and dedication. Fuck your motivation. You, you, you discipline yourself. You, you become a determined and you, and you dedicate yourself to becoming a better man every day than you were yesterday. And how you do that is you start working out. And the reason you start working out is because it teaches discipline. You set yeah. goals and you reach those goals. There's determination. And it's that dedication in between to it. You start to invest in your mind by reading quality books. And I, I'm fixing to do a video tomorrow night on the, uh, the top ten big books that I recommend everyone read. Okay. Uh, you, you learn new skills. You develop abilities and talents. Because the only motherfucker that will invest in you 100% is you. Yep. And unless you're willing to invest in you, no one will pay you for that investment. If I don't invest anything in myself, I expect to make a fucking minimum wage job. That's what I can get. If I teach myself and I invest in myself and I go out and I learn these skills, these abilities, and these talents, and I show that I can show up, have a work ethic, and I show that I have a I got good self-respect uh, for myself, not image, but respect for myself that's earned. Mm -hmm. I can be the better man every fucking day. And you could be a better woman doing the exact same thing. Please never think that I'm speaking. I can only speak from the male perspective. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I know what it's like to live with them. <laughs> well, before we end off, <laughs> and, and look, before we end off and everything like that, I want you to end off with the Iron Code. I will never harm a woman nor a child. I will not lie. I will not cheat. I will not steal. 
these things are for lesser men. It's not enough that I say I won't be evil. I will fight evil or I will surrender, but I will not, I will not let it happen around me. David Gimmel wrote this in the book Legend, which was his first book. David Gimmel was a bouncer in England in the 1970s. And he became an, a, a writer, uh, became a journalist and then a writer, an incredible man. And, and I, that has been with me for, oh, my son's 30, fixing to be 31, so it'll be 31 years because I read it while his mother was pregnant. And that's grown truer to me than the Havamal truer to me than the Gospels, truer to me than the Torah, than the Koran, than anything. That one code, and it's those first lines, I will never harm a woman or a child, I will not lie, cheat, or steal, for these things are for lesser men. Mm. I refuse to be a lesser male. I, re I insist on improving myself daily. I do not let thoughts of gain lead me into evil Okay, I can understand that I can be tempted. I can be uh, coincere. But it is my choice. Now, I've done some horrible shit for money. I don't lie about it. I've done some brutal, horrible shit for money. I I once put a man on a fucking, put a man's legs on a fucking, on the side of his car door and snap both his knees backwards to make him understand he needed to pay his bills. But it was my size. I don't take advantage of smaller people. I don't abuse smaller people. I don't abuse weaker people. If I come roll up on you, okay, it's going to be a stand-up, me in your face. Now, I'm, I'm going to cheat from the start because I'm going to win. That's what I get paid to do. <laughs> but I'm not going to go up on a guy 125 pounds, five foot two, and slap him around just because I think it's funny. I'm not going to go up and hurt a woman because I get a kick out of it. It makes my dick hard. Okay, I don't do that shit. That's for lesser males. I insist and insist and insist upon myself. And I'm hard on myself. I will be the better man every day. I raise my boys to be the better man every day. I raise my daughter to be the better woman every day. And my, my youngest one who has cerebral, she's my daughter of choice. Uh, I got to choose her when I married her mama. But she has cerebral palsy and she's autistic. So to her, the world is black and white. She can't understand what Bubba does sometimes. It, it confuses her. But my other kids understand completely. I never lied to my children. I hated the idea of teeth, I, 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 about Santa Claus. I hated the idea of the Easter Bunny. I hated the idea of the Tooth Fairy. And, and this is how I was raised. You know, when I was nine years old, Daddy pulled up at the one, uh, one November. He had a deer strapped to the hood of his truck with a big red nose. He said, Christmas is canceled. I killed these. I killed Rudolph. <laughs> God damn, dude. Had me convinced that my first time I took me rabbit hunting, I killed Peter Cottontail. <laughs> Dad damn. Had fucked up hard sense of humor. But his deal was, I don't want you to put, I want you to have a faith in something that you cannot be proven a lie. Yeah. Okay. My kids, we did, we did Santa Claus to a point but when they got old enough to understand then we laid out this is just the spirit of this is just mom and dad saying we love you and you know and i'm a huge santa i got a santa i love santa don't get me wrong yeah. I, I love santa i love mrs claus i love that i love the christmas time but i didn't want to lie to my kids about it i wanted them to understand what it was it was showing them that we loved them 
And it was just another representation of us showing we loved him. And when they got old enough, we sat down and talked to them. But all my, all my kids, and even the ones that I've kind of adopted, not like legally, but they wound up at my house repeatedly. I, I, I push it on them that you've got to invest in yourself. You have to have discipline, dedication, and determination, and you've got to have the code. And if you don't have the code, you've got nothing. Mm. Well, Mr. O. All right, brother. I'll tell you. I, I just want. I just. I just want to leave it. Thank you for your words of wisdom. I'm going to pass that along to my son. You already know, Jeremy. Yeah. You already oh, know. I know. Well, Mr. O, I just want to tell you. I appreciate you coming on here. You're brutally honest, and I think that's much needed in this world. Well, thank I you, think sir. you tell you tell it like it is, and you don't mince no you don't mince no words whatsoever. And I and I, and I respect you for that, and I love you, and I love you dearly because love I love you too, what brother. you're doing on there. And I appreciate you being a friend. I be, appreciate you being a friend to me and 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 showing hey, I'm me here for things. you, brother. I thank I'm you. Here for you. I got your back. I believe in you, Jeremy. I believe in your mission. I believe in what you're doing. I'm proud of you for the man that you're becoming, and I can't wait to see the man that you become. That matters to me. Embrace the code. Live it every day of your life. It will never fail you. You'll fail the code. But it's always there. It's always open. And you've always got today, which you're showing in your actions and your dedication and your determination and your discipline to what you're doing. And Sabrina, I just met you, but I have a feeling you feel you are the same way. Thank you. She is. She is. So, she, I call, I call have, her my sister. <laughs> well, y'all have a good night and let me know when you put this out. All right, brother. I will. I got a. Uh, I got a bunch of episodes. I'm dropping out though, and everything. I'm doing. I'm doing a series of, uh, of a woman who stabbed a pedophile in the heart and went to prison for it for six years. And she had a lot of lot of trauma behind that. Uh, Samantha Haynes. So once that once those once that series that runs up, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, once her series, and I, I've interviewed her eight hours. I recorded wow. with her. Yeah. Awesome. So once that once that series runs out, your your episode will be right after that. All right, brother. Well, y'all have I'll a blessed you night, okay? You, you too. too, brother. We'll holler love at you me. later. Love y'all too. Bye. Hell of an interview, isn't it? Something about that Iron Code, though. You know, I, ever since he told me about the Iron Code a while back, I've been trying to memorize it, and every day I say it to myself. <sighs> you know, never violate a woman nor harm a child. Do not lie, cheat, or steal. This is what lesser men do. Protect the weak from the evil strong. And do not let thoughts again lead you into the path of evil. This is the Iron Code. I say that mantra, I say that code at least fucking twice a day to myself. I say it out loud so I can memorize it. Let me tell you something, old foul dude. I've had good conversations with this man. Love him dearly, love him to death. And I was glad to be able to give him an opportunity to, be, to let loose and be more uncensored than he can be on TikTok. And if you are li listening to the old foul dude interviews for the first time and don't know who this guy is, I'll have his social media, uh, I'll have his TikTok links in the descriptions of this episode. So you can go give him a follow and everything like that and go hear some of his content. Uh, you know, he can say he's a monster all he wants. And he's done some monstrous shit in his life. But at the same time, though, he's a monster with a code. And that's important. Because we need men who are monsters. Who have the 
ability to be monsters in this world. More so than ever. All I can tell anybody here today is that you go about your day or evening or night or afternoon, whatever time of the time of day you are listening to all this. Don't be a good person. Be a better person than you was the day before. Always be better than you was the day before. That's all I can tell anybody here. And that you are not to blame if somebody raped you, if somebody sexually assaulted you, if somebody put their hands on you in a heinous way. You are not to blame for that. They are to fucking blame. And like old foul dude said on a TikTok last night, in fact, he said, in that moment, you are a victim. If you manage to survive, you're attacker. You're a survivor. And he goes a little step further, too. And I'm going to post a link to that video. That video separately. So that you can hear the rest of what he had to say. Because I think, really, realistically, you need to hear it. I was going to try to impart the audio, import the audio into this podcast. I couldn't do it, unfortunately, y'all. So I'm sorry. But you need to go listen to it what he says I'll have that special message it'll, it'll be a special message with the link alright for the rest of everybody else I hope that you know you get to find this information on here the you know the, the, the people talking about what, what happened to them and everything like that and how just deep this rabbit hole really does go and how, how just there's a lot of pain in this world I will say however I found Love and healing through the embrace of all these survivors I've spoken to. Whether it be on this podcast, whether it be on the phone, through TikTok, through Facebook or other social medias. There is a lot of healing though that can that can take place. And there is goodness in the hearts of a lot of these survivors I know. And so many of them I've called family now. Because they're like a second family to me. They care about me. They call me. They check up on me. They want to know how my wife's doing. They want to know how I'm doing in life. And they care. They have just big hearts. And there's unfortunately there's so many of y'all that I can that I can name right now. And it would probably take me an hour just to name all of y'all. But I will say this though. I love each and every single one of you dearly. I see you survivor. And I love you. And that's more than just some little catchphrase. If I can hug you, I'd hug you. If I can hug you and take away your pain, I would. So I appreciate every single person that's listened. And apparently there's a bunch of new people that have come on now to the podcast as well. So keep sharing it with your friends. Keep sharing it with all your people and everything like that. Let them know. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell the plumber down the street. You know. Let them know what's going on. So, for the rest of you that have listened so far to this point, I have one more good announcement. And it's really cool because I'm gonna you're going to see a lot more of it on TikTok. So, I'm getting back into wood burning, y'all. And if y'all don't know what wood burning is, you can... Basically, I'm making wood burning art. And now I can make some art that centers around, you know, my content and how I feel. So, you're going to find some very creative art pieces on TikTok and Facebook especially. Uh, so if you're not on the Facebook group, go on the Man Apart podcast uh, on Facebook. It's a public open group. You can go on there, just join, and just 
I'll have the announcement drop. Sometimes I'll have some videos put on there. I'll have posts on there as well. So y'all, y'all get on there. Y'all can in, interact and engage as well. But you're going to start seeing some more of this wood burning art as well on there. So just be on the lookout for that. And I'll have, you know, I'll have links and everything like that for people, to, you know, if they want to buy it and everything as well. But mainly, um, going back into it as my hobby and just want to create some really nice pieces and everything. So that's about it, y'all. That's, you know, everything's going good. Podcast is growing. Uh, people are talking about it. So I'm just going to stay at it every day. And I'm going to stay at it in this, this 2009 Chevy Malibu I'm in. And just keep recording in my car until it, until it gets better, you know. So, it's a grind, and I don't mind doing it. Well, look, protect all children, even if they're not your own. I see you, survivor. I love you. But most importantly, remember, the bowmen see, and the bowmen never forget. Much love. We must carry on. Y'all have a good day.